Hello, and welcome to Champagne and Murder, please. It's Brittany. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I am still fighting whatever sickness my children bestowed upon me, so I apologize in advance. Today's going to be kind of a short one just because my voice is baloney, but I'm still here trying for you. So the story I have for you today is Riders of the Desert, and it's a story by Charles M. Skinner. From legendsofamerica.com. In Manitou Spring, 1870, among the sandstone columns of the Colorado foothills stood a lodge of Ta in Garo, which means first falling thunder. Though swift in the chase and brave in battle, he seldom went abroad with neighboring tribes, for he was happy in the society of his wife, Zeneca, which means the bird. He often went with her to a post on the New Mexico frontier to sell beaver and wild sheepskins. While at his fort, a Spanish trader saw the pretty Zeneca and, determining to win her, sent the Indian on a mission into the heart of the mountains with a promise that she should rest securely at the settlement until his return. On his way, Taingaro stopped at the spring in Manitou, and after drinking, he cast beads and wampum into the well in oblation to his deity. The bubbling water flung out of the uh, flung out the offering, and as he stared, distressed at this unwelcome omen, a picture formed on the surface, the anguished features of Zeneca. He ran to his horse, galloped away, and paused neither for rest nor food till he had reached the post. The Spaniard was gone. Turning then to the foothills, he urged his tired horse toward his cabin and arrived one bright morning, flushed with joy to see his wife before his door to hear her singing. When he spoke, she looked up carelessly and resumed her song. She did not know him. Reason was gone. It was his cry of rage and grief when, from her babbling, Taingaro learned of the Spaniard's betrayal that brought the wandering mind back for an instant. Looking at her husband in a strange surprise and pain, she plucked the knife from his belt. Before realizing her purpose, she had thrust it into her heart and fallen dead at his feet. For hours he stood there in stupefaction, but the stolid Indian nature soon resumed his sway. Setting his lodge in order and feeding his horse, he wrapped Zeneca's body in buffalo skin and then slept through the night in sheer exhaustion. Two nights afterwards, the Indian stood in the shadow of a room in the trading fort and watched the Spaniard as he lay asleep. Nobody knew how he passed the guard. In the small hours, the trader was roused by the strain of the belt across his mouth, and leaping up to fling it off, he felt the tug of a lariat around his throat. His struggles were useless. In a few moments, he was bound hand and foot, lifting some strips of bark from the low roof. Taingaro pushed the Spaniard through the aperture and lowered him to, to the ground. Out of the enclosure of which the house formed part, then, at the ember of the fire, kindled an arrow wrapped in the down of a cottonwood and shot it into a haystack in the court. In the smoke and confusion thus made, his escape was unseen, save by a guardsman drowsily placing, pacing his beat outside the square of buildings. The sentinel would have given the alarm had not the Indian pounced on him like a panther and laid him dead with a knife stroke. Catching up with the Spaniard, the Indian tied him to the back of a horse and set off beside him. Thus they journeyed until they came to his lodge, where he released the trader from his horse 
and fed him, but kept his hands and legs hard bound and paid no attention to his questions and appeals for liberty. Tying a strong and half-trained horse at his door, Ta Ingoro placed a wooden saddle on him, cut off the Spaniard's clothes, and put him astride the beast. After he had fastened him to into his seat with a deerskin thong, he took Zeneca's corpse from its wrapping and tied it to his prisoner face to face. Then, loosing the horse, which was plunging and snorting to be rid of his burden, he saw him rush off on the endless desert and followed on his strong steed. At first, the Spaniard fainted. His struggles to get free on recovering, but his struggles only brought him closer to the dreadful thing before him. Noonday he covered him in sweat, and blood dripped from the wails that the cords cut in his flesh. At night he froze uncovered in the chill air, and, for if for an instant his eyes closed in sleep, a curse yelled into his ear awoke him. Taingaro gave him a drink from time to time, but never food, so they rode for days. At last hunger overbore his loathing, and singing his teeth into the dead flesh before him, he feasted like a ghoul. Still they rode, Taingaro never far from his victim, on whose sufferings he gloated until a gibbering cry told him that the Spaniard had gone mad. Then, and not till then, he drew rein and watched the horse with its dead and manic riders until they disappeared in the yellow void. He turned away, but nevermore sought his home, to and fro, through the bush and sand, the alkali of the plains, go the ghost riders forever. And that is the story of the Riders of the Desert, an old Indian story. I hope you guys have a good week. I hope I feel better by Friday. <laughs> so until then, please make the most of your week and enjoy it. And remember, stay safe and don't take candy from strangers. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>